Hey, welcome back to this edition of Healer's Showcase. Today we get to talk to Kimber Bowers, who is based out of Pennsylvania, and of course, like everybody else, works with clients all over the globe. So I'm really excited to get, get down and into it with her. If you like what you hear and you want to connect with her further, send her an email at lovinglighthw at gmail.com. Hey, Kimber, how are you today? Hi, Michelle. I'm great, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. Now we get, a, get to get into the fun part. <laughs> so I guess just off the bat, tell me a little bit about the great things that you've been up to. You know that you've been a collaborative author in a lot of books and you just had another one come out. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, the, the latest one is actually When I Rise, I Thrive which is stories of people overcoming trauma or other challenges in their life. So that's a really great book. I'm excited to be a part of that and I feel like it could help a lot of people. And my son was also in that book, so that's, I'm super excited for him because he, you know, it's, it was like a 600 word story. So it took him quite a while to get up to that 600 words. <laughs> He's only 10. So he was like, okay, here's my story. I was like, um, that's like two sentences. Like, can we work on that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> But he did it, and it turned out great. So I'm really proud of him for participating in that. What a great thing to be able to do together that's, like, right. captured forever. And he's been pushing it. He's, like, coming home, like, my teachers want to buy the book. How do I tell them to buy it? And then he comes home yesterday. They all had me sign their books. Like, I'm autographing books in school. I'm like, that's awesome. So I'm really glad that he has so much support. That's fabulous. And, like, what a great way to encourage him to own his voice and be proud of accomplishments like I think that's something a lot of us have missed in our life so it's something that I missed so I'm trying to you know learn from that because I was I've been I'm working on a solo book now but I've been kind of pushing that aside for a long time it's something that I wanted to do since I was probably about 12 and I was just saying to my husband the other day like I had plenty of teachers say to me you're going to be a great author someday and we're going to buy your books or you better send me a signed copy when you're published. But none of them ever said, this is something you can be doing right now. And when I was 12 and I didn't have a job and kids to feed, that probably would have been the time for me to do it, right? <laughs> I actually sat down and focused on writing that book. It would have been so much easier. So it's like, you know, I want to teach my kids that they can do what they want to do right now, that it doesn't have to be a futuristic goal because the more we create that futuristic you know, uh, once I do this, I'll be ready to do that. Or maybe when I get to this point, I can do that. Then we're never going to get there, you know? And I, I love it. And I'm sitting here laughing because I am also working on my own book that is on a back shelf. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and like, like I said, I just love how supportive and encouraging you are to him, like, I'm sure you find the same thing with your clients that not everybody has that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I also know that you're in another book called happy thoughts. That sounds yeah, that, really fun. That one's my favorite and it actually has a whole lot of fantastic exercises in it and things like that to help people get more in touch with their joy and kind of reconnect to who they really are. So it's just a really 
packed book and it's got coloring pages and things like that. So it's kind of like there's some fun stuff. There's also some deep stuff to kind of give you the option of how you want to connect at the time. But no matter what you do in that book or what you part of that book you're reading, you're going to be doing something that's going to help you grow as a person. So I just really think that that book is a phenomenal book. I'm proud to be a part of it. And, and I love the balance between like the deep stuff that can be heavy and, oh, let's color a page now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. And how do people find those? They are both available on Amazon. You can find either one on Amazon.com. You can also get to them at my website, which is lovinglighthw.com. Perfect. I'm just going to make a note of that. lovinglighthw.com, right? Perfect. So anybody listening can head over there and it will be included in the comments in the description as well. So every, every healer that I am in contact with, because we always attract people like ourselves, got to where they are because they had something that they needed to heal in the first place. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was for you? I can, but it's a little bit complicated. There's so many things, Michelle. <laughs> There's so many things. How about the one thing that started you on your journey? Because, of course, we always discover right. layers to the onion. Well, I think that, you know, the, the main issue for me and all of the other things that popped up in my life that were problems and other issues were all connected to that same underlying issue of just not being good enough, not feeling good enough, and not being able to accept myself because I was too judgy of myself, which is odd to say, because I feel like I've not really ever been too judgy of other people, but I've always been very judgy of myself. <laughs> so, you know, that, uh, I guess some people would call it being sensitive when you tend to turn everything inward and get upset easily and are overly emotional and that kind of thing. And those were all things that played into how I was developing and I ended up with a lot of esteem problems, addiction problems. Um, I was in abusive relationships and things like that. So, you know, and, but all of these things came from that same underlying how I was regarding myself and what I believed I was worthy of experiencing in this life. That's huge. And, and I really, I really love, I really love how you've been able to find and articulate like that core feeling of not being worthy and how it shows up in so many different forms. It does. And I, I, I know that not all people are the same and not all people have this issue, but for those of us that do, it is very varied experiences that, that we come across and I, I see that all the time and working with people, how this issue can play into so many different places in our lives. And I feel like, um, for me, it kind of, it created a, a sense of isolation where I, I felt always alone because I was not allowing myself to be who I am, which prevented any strong bonds from being formed in my life 
because all of my bonds were based on the fake me that I was putting out, you know, so none of those were really real. And it's like, how can you ever believe in the love you're receiving if you're not presenting yourself to be loved, right? So all of that gets weakened and we just feel like there's no way out of that and it can create depression and it can create sadness and it can create a lot of negative coping mechanisms to go with it. Yeah, and that touches me deeply because for me as well, one of my core stories was that I wasn't lovable. And so just as you're saying, like it, it showed up in some of the same ways in that closing off of the heart center. So I didn't allow in those true relationships either because you're so, I was so busy hiding pieces of myself that I didn't want people to discover, right? right. So that barrier to those intimate relationships like you're talking about. So what was the first step, like for people that are currently in that place, what is like the first step that you took? Was there a specific modality or a book that you read or like how did that start for you? I read a lot of books, but I'll tell you something. I used to argue with all of them because, you know, because you read these books and they're like, just open up and be love, love yourself. And I'm like, well, this is bullshit. Cause if I could do that, I'd be doing it already. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't understand what we were talking about. <laughs> Looking back, I can appreciate the wisdom that was in those, those books. But at the time I was not ready to accept it. And for me, it was more um, about, I think the process of detaching um, learning not to identify myself so strongly through the roles I was playing and the things that I did. And the pro that process for me was actually triggered by great loss. And I don't know that everyone has to do that though. So I, I hope not. I hope that with something we can just look at and objectively say, you know, um, if I, I feel like an exercise that I give clients a lot is to start to identify who they think they are, like actually write down, this is who I am, this is who I think I am, and then look at those answers and see how many of them are something that you do or a role that you're filling. And all of those answers get crossed out because none of that is really who you are, right? So it's about identifying more about your core values and what truths you wanna uphold and how you're trying to show up in the world. It's more about how you're doing it rather than what you're doing. And you can see that those things stay consistent throughout your roles and the things that you do. So it's those parts of you that are consistent, that are always, you know, that are really who you are. And getting in touch with those things, I think is really important to finding our sense of worth and our esteem because it's something where we can say, all right, you know, maybe I had a bad day. Maybe I did something I didn't like. Maybe I didn't do the most sales today or didn't win the race or whatever you're doing, you know. Um, but I am still this person who is working to bring whatever values I identified into the world. So for me, I'm, I'm about love and compassion. So, you know, maybe I didn't win the race, 
uh, but I'm still doing my best to show up and bring love and compassion today. And that's pretty damn good, right? That's pretty damn good no matter where I'm at. And even if I fall short of that mark sometimes, I can still get up and say, this is still who I am and this is still what I want to do, you know? And it helps to refocus that and, and come back of when we are over-identifying with the things that we're doing, like the running of the race or the even the roles that we're playing in our lives, like mother, sister, brother, father, whatever, it's, um, those are things that, that can end any minute, that can change any minute, and that we don't really have control of the outcome of. And so it becomes this thing where your whole identity can be shaken by external circumstances. And that's not something that we want if we're trying to stay in a place of inner peace. We wanna have our identity more focused around something that is secure, that we can feel stable even when everything else is shaky. I, I, I'm just snickering because I love how, how many awesome people that I know that were, were so similar because what you're saying is ties in exactly into what I do, right? That that's, that was my personal epiphany moment was, there's a difference between being confident in what you do and being confident in who you are. Right. So like, yeah, it's awesome. And even like you said, even when, when you're exuding love and acceptance into the world, love and compassion, even when you fall down on that during the day, it's the perfect time to be able to exercise that towards yourself too. Right. Right. <laughs> And so that's you are okay on some level. <laughs> that's awesome. So I guess, wh where do I want to go with this? I, so what modalities have you picked up along the way that, because I know, I know you're probably the same as me and that every client experience is a little bit different. Right. You have an extensive toolbox, but can you let us know, like, what are some of the things in your toolbox? Uh, well, I use Reiki, which honestly was the first uh, tool that I used for myself on my healing journey was Reiki. And that was very beneficial to me. So I use Reiki. I use hypnotherapy. I do cognitive behavior therapy. And I also you know, so I, I do the talking stuff and behavior changes and things like that. Um, and I, there's other things that I do that I use once in a while, but not as much. Those are my main things. Other things that I've studied are holistic nutrition and, um, mindfulness. So those are other things in my toolbox, I guess, uh, which come into play here and there, depending on what a client is working with. Um, but what I do with the hypnotherapy and the Reiki is I kind of combine them and use them together, um, which is very doable because they're both considered altered states of consciousness. So they're both getting you to that same relaxed state, just in a different way. And I feel that Reiki helps on, Reiki does help on a physical level too, but the experience of Reiki itself for me and for other people that I've worked with seems to have a more spiritual feeling or a spiritual presence than say hypnotherapy, but hypnotherapy has this mental element to it, right? And if we're treating the whole person and we're working with body, mind and spirit, we want to come at it from, I think, 
all angles in order to get the best results. So I like to combine them and use them in that way. And that's what I do. And I help people to create change in their lives, overcome habits and, and things like that. But the majority of the people I work with are suffering from some kind of depression or anxiety. And a lot of that is either causing or springing from that self-worth issue. Awesome. And I guess I, I want to highlight that never to be discounted the amount of experience and knowledge that you have gained through your own journey, right? That, that, that is always a substantial piece of our toolbox that sometimes people don't give enough credit to. Right, yes. I, I mean, I really think that we all, we all have our own journeys and we can all find ways to use that journey, however uncomfortable it may have been at times, to give back to the world. I kind of think that's the point of us living through them. So, you know, and that is another thing that I do uh, help people to discover, to figure out what their values are, who they are, and how they can best express that in the world, and how to rewrite those old stories that might be holding them back, keeping them from doing it in a way that empowers them to move forward and share what they've learned. So I really think that's important. Not that everyone has to go do holistic modalities and, you know, do this kind of practice. I don't think so. But there's always a way to use what you've experienced and what you've learned to give back to others in, in some shape or form, whether that's even through your career or just something you go do on the weekends. It doesn't matter. You know, just how you show up for your family and friends, it could be. So it's all about finding those, those values, I think, and aligning with them and allowing ourselves to express them. Yeah, well, it's phenomenal how much we underestimate the ripple effect. Like you're saying, like not everybody is going to be like so out and open and do what we do and not everybody's supposed to. But when you, I like to say when you heal yourself, you heal the world. Because yeah. when you show up different in yourself, you show up different for the cashier at the grocery store. Like you said, you show up different for your family and all of that creates ripples that like you can't even fathom how far they reach right funny that when you talk about that because that's uh i think probably my my aha moment that really changed my life and began changing my journey was realizing that i wanted to be one of the positive ripples because just as you're saying like one thing happens any anything that happens affects countless people so even that you know you have that interaction with that person at the grocery store and it doesn't just affect that person at the grocery store it affects how they interact with the next customer and then it affects how that customer interacts with the next person they see it affects how that cashier goes home and deals with their family it affects everything right so it's like any one thing that happens has so many ripples and ripples out to affect so many and i'm just i i want to be a positive ripple so i want to uh, I want to show up fully and I want to focus on how I can take those negative things that have happened and channel them into a positive response so that I'm not becoming something that has a negative impact in all of those areas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I read somewhere. I can't, rem I can't remember where it was and I don't even know if it's true, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> but the, your action affects 6,000 other people, like by means of that ripple effect. Right. Right, which 
like I said, I don't know if it's true. It seems huge. But when we talk about the layers, like the next person in line, mm-hmm. what happens when they leave the store? What, like, it's not unfathomable either. It's really not. Like, it's, it's amazing. So it's like we never, I like to think, I mean, we never really get to see because I just don't think our human brains are capable of it. We can't even fathom like how far those ripples extend or how many go out, right? So we never get to fully see the full impact that any one thing has on the world. But I like to, I guess this is where faith comes in because my, my line of thought is that I trust that there will always be more positive ripples so that even when there is tragedy and there is trauma, we can say, I don't know why something like this would happen, you know? Um, But I know that I can't possibly see all of the ripples and I'm going to focus my ripple in a positive way and trust that enough other people will do that too, to get some positive result. Yeah. And sometimes like you said, sometimes it can, it can be really difficult to see the opportunity within the problem, but it is like, I think along the same, same lines, like I have to trust that somehow, some way this is for the highest good. Right. I don't know what that is. I can't, I might not be able to imagine how that can be possible, but it is exercising for me that faith and those trust muscles too that yeah that's i i think those are really i think that trust is really important to me it's kind of freedom in a sense and i know that there's a lot of even in my own brain right now and as i'm saying it there's a lot of like back and forth ways that this could be taken or uh construed and i know that not everyone will be okay with my saying this uh, but and I actually have clients too. I've had this discussion several times where they're like, well, you're asking me to trust in this good thing, but what if it's all of these bad things? And I'm like, well, here's the thing. Are you ever going to know which one it actually is? Do you have that answer? Are you humanly capable of knowing the answer to that? No, I am not. So would you rather believe this one? Yeah. And- you know, be sad about it and, and be living in this dark tunnel? Or would you rather trust that there is a, a power that is greater than us, that has some kind of love for us, right? That would make it this better one, you know? Like that the world works in good ways. Um, and for me, honestly, that that has created a huge difference in my life and I don't want to be in that tunnel. So I'm choosing to be out of it and I'm okay with that. Some people are really like evident based, like, well, how, how are you going to prove that to me? What do you, you know? And it's just, there isn't, there isn't proof. There's no way to know. No. But it, when there's no way to know, it literally is a choice, which where do you want to be? Do you want to be here? Or do you, do you want to be in the dark or do you want to be in the light? And, and then how can you, expand your willingness to trust a little more how can you build that trust how can you step into that to get that light in your life you know yeah well and i i love it because i think lots of people like you said not everybody's not everybody's gonna agree with that and and it's great great because your perception is all about you and my reaction is all about me (laughs) so but and i think that's for me, a huge point 
And not everybody realizes that they even have the power to make that choice. Right. But when it you're, is an actual choice. Yeah. And I, I know that because when I was throwing those books, you know, around and being like, curse this guy because, you know, I would, I, if I could, if I could love me right now, I would totally do it. I don't know what the hell he said. You know what I mean? That was, I was in that darkness and I did not know how to get out. And I was not aware that it was a choice. And that's why those things used to piss me off. So, because I wasn't. And so that's, you know, my, my purpose now is helping people to get into the place where they can see that choice so that they can begin changing things for themselves because it really is, um, it's not an easy place to get out of. And I kind of, I don't know if everyone starts there or if it depends on your life experiences or what, but I know a lot of people are in that. <laughs> I was there. I threw yeah. my books. I cursed and swore. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I am supposed to love myself. <laughs> do I do that? Like, where do you even start? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I was totally there too. And, and I also don't know if everybody goes through that. <laughs> And and that was that was it for me too. Like the analytical brain, right? Oh yeah, it's right. easy, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> the thing that made the biggest difference for me was like being in a class and having like the experience, right? Because then my brain right. wasn't as able to discount the experience as the theory. That makes but, sense. <laughs> but yeah so i'm like i just love that we do similar work and it is about building the trust muscles and realizing what choices you have like it's so powerful and the fact that you work with people that generally have depression and anxiety being able to let that go must be amazing. I, th I mean, I have, I have struggled with depression for a lot of my life. So I think I was medicated for some kind of depression, which changed because I was diagnosed with like 50 million different things in that time period from the age of like 12 to 30. Um, so that, and I, and I didn't believe that it was something that I would ever be able to not be medicated for or that it was something that could, would ever change. I, I did not really believe that there was a other way to live or to feel in life. So it's important to me to help people who are in that position to learn how to, because it's, I really do think, I, not that, med, I'm not saying that medication is bad. Uh, there are times when it's necessary and I am happy to admit that it saved my life on more than one occasion um, because I needed it at the time. But there's also work that needs to be done in conjunction with that, you know? So there's, there's personal development work that we can be doing. There's, we can be changing the way that we process things and building that trust muscle, as you said. And as doing these things, we, you know, you may be able to, not everyone's going to be able to come off medication, but there are a lot of people who can, and there are a lot of people who can, you know, slow it down. And that should always be done under some kind of medical supervision, but it is possible and it can be done. Um, and I'm, I'm proof of that. There, there is a way to do that. So that is a lot of the work I do. I do help a lot of people with depression and anxiety because those are things that I suffered from myself and 
was able to develop coping strategies to, it's not necessarily that I never ever feel anxious anymore because I do sometimes, but I now have the coping strategies to, to, to handle that myself. I love and, it. And it, it does time. It's no I, I think that's absolutely fantastic. I just turned my video off because our connection was a little bit wonky. Okay. But I, I think it's absolutely fantastic because I think like the things that you and I do, I always like to refer to them as complementary rather than alternative. Right. Because especially when we're talking about medications, like that needs to be done under a doctor's supervision. And I... I love that this is becoming a theme that I never knew would emerge. But I, I have personal clients that have reduced medications or eliminated medications. The last healer showcase interview I did was with another healer who was able to eliminate medications for multiple diagnoses. And now here we are and the same is true for you. Right. Like how much, I don't know, like there's such a sense of hope that fills my being, right? And how often, how often do people receive a diagnosis and medication? And like you said, part of your identity gets attached to that. Yes, it does. Right? Like this is just always going to be the way that it is. So... On that note, I would love if you could, like, what did it feel like for you to go from, like, this is always how it's going to be, to where you are now? I have to tell you, that is, like, I, I find it hard to believe in my own brain. Like, I, this, this happened to me. It's my experience, and I've, I find it unfathomable. Like, I have no idea how I went from a place that felt like always darkness, like it was a struggle to just open my eyes in the morning. I did not want to breathe another breath. Uh, I, I tried to take my own life on multiple occasions, and it's not something I'm proud of, but it's something that happened. And it's literally because I was hopeless and I felt like there was no other way to live, to be in a completely different place where I can experience. And I remember saying, I don't, someone saying to me, well, when's the last time you were happy? I've never been happy. I've never felt joy. I couldn't remember having ever, I'm sure that I did when I was a kid, but it's not something, you know, that your brain remembers when you're in the depths of depression. So my answer was always, I don't know. I've never felt that, you know, I'm just not capable of feeling that. And then to come to a place where I can be happy and where I can have passions and joy in my life and where some pretty crazy crap can still happen and I can still be okay with it. You know, it's a completely different it's, it's, I feel like a completely different person. It's a completely different experience. I, I used to feel like I was all alone, like life was in a sense a death sentence, like I was just waiting to die, you know? And now I'm so happy to be alive and like harness every day, you know? Like it's, it's so completely different. And I don't know how to, to actually, like I, I just said all that and I don't think like any of it actually captures the difference. I can't. Yeah emphasize it enough you know 
Well, and now you're an author in a book called Happy Thoughts that has right. all those pages. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, and like, I just, it's my intention and my hope that like anybody watching or listening realizes the possibility. Right? That like, they're yeah. not alone and there is another way. Yes, there is. That, yeah, it's, I just have like shivers all over my body because that your story is amazing. It's, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I just lived. So, you know, I, I remember being sad that I lived. Like I remember being mad that I survived at different points. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even want to be alive. And then it was like, I just gave up on trying to die because I screwed it up twice. How the hell was I going to do it? You know what I mean? Like, I, that too. I can't even do that right. You know what I mean? It was horrible. So it's, it's, I'm laughing about it now, but it really wasn't funny at the time. Oh, I think you can only laugh at it through a lot of healing and hindsight, right? Like I know that about my own life too. Like I laugh now, but it was not funny back then. Like, (laughs) I mean, I know, I know that there's people out there who are in pain, who are suffering and who need help and who need support and who just need to know that there is possibility and that there is hope. And I hope to to be that light that shows them that there is a way, that there is a door. And I, I can't force people to accept it and not everyone's gonna come to work with me and not everyone needs to, but I'm here for the people who do. And that's just kind of my way of, of giving back because I'm so grateful for having come to this place where I can be and I can enjoy my life. And, and that means so much to me because Like, that's what this is all about. Like, that's my whole intention is just to let people know that as much as you feel it, you're not actually alone. Right. And in those, like you said, in those darkest moments, in that dark tunnel, that's what that voice in our head wants to say is nobody will understand. It is only you. You're messed up. Right? And that is just my intention through this is to let people know that there are choices, there are options and you are never actually alone. Whether it is people like you and I that have personal life experience and toolboxes that can help, whether it is connecting with your spiritual support team and that love and support that you can't see, but is always present. Right. No matter how that happens, you're not actually alone. And I mean, there are, they're even like going go like go to the library find a book read a book about someone else sharing their struggle because there's there's like a million out there you know i really don't think that any of us is ever alone and we can always find what we're feeling expressed somewhere if we're willing to look for it so it's in that it's kind of our own tendency to listen to that voice and shut down that keeps us feeling isolated where if we're willing to reach across if we're willing to to try to make contact we'll find it Mm -hmm. yeah whether it's via youtube or podcasts or like there's a million and one things out there sometimes it's difficult to take that first step though Mm -hmm. 
right? You end up throwing books and swearing at them. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But eventually, if you're persistent, you will find one that clicks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember many, many times throwing books. (laughs) Holy crap! Just I just wanted somebody to tell me what to do. I just was like, none of these books are telling, like, you can't tell me how to think. You have to tell me what to do, you know? Like, because you can't tell somebody how to think. That doesn't work. <laughs> none of them were ever like, okay, one, walk outside, two, I don't know, whatever. But no one, no, no one had, like, three concrete steps for you to be happy. <laughs> it didn't happen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's a journey, right? Because we didn't make our transformation right. overnight either. I'm aware that those steps probably don't actually exist, but still, it's what That's I wanted. That's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so th- that's why there's people like you out there that will actually walk people through steps. Yes. You might not be able to find them outlined in a book. And uh, it may not be instantaneous. You can't just read the page and be done with it. There's, you know, it's a process, but it can be done. Yeah. Well, <coughs> when you've spent like 20, 30, even 12 years of your life doing one thing, yeah, it's not the blink of an eye that you automatically do something different, right? <sighs> and I think like the other thing about like, not being able to find the steps in a book is that we're all also unique. Yes. Right? So this step two for one person might be your step one. It might be your step five. It might not even apply to you. Right? Yes, this is very true. Everyone has their own journey and that comes with its own steps. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's the benefit to working one-on-one with somebody like you, is that, like, you can help them through their journey. Bless, I I aimed, I help people kind of fit together the pieces, so that is, my brain is kind of, I don't know if this is because I've I've read books all my life, so maybe that's why I'm always looking for the theme, you know? (laughs) So so my brain is always looking for the connection. So people will come in with maybe five different stories or five different problems that they think are unrelated, and I can help them recognize the common theme that is underlying all of them, and then we can identify where to take the first step, what to work on, where to focus first. And then I'm part of your process. I help you and support you through that. So there are different steps for everybody. That's very true. And it really does depend on, it does depend on your experiences and also how you've, how you've processed those experiences up until this point. Well, and I, I'm just going like, what a huge shortcut that is for somebody to be able to go and see you and have you find that underlying theme versus them trying to fix these five things that they see like you can just kind of short circuit that whole process right right like that's huge huge it's because i mean just like we were saying that low self-worth can manifest in all these different forms there's a any any problem can manifest in different forms and so there usually is 
some common thread, something that is connecting. And generally that is like one specific perspective, um, one limiting belief that we're holding on to. And if we can take care of that, rewrite that, reprogram that, work on embracing a new belief or a new perspective, it can change all five of these things that are happening to us right now. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I have a client who, when we were working together, she mentioned that her and her husband had the most loving relationship that they had experienced in 26 years of marriage. And the best part was we never talked about her relationship with her husband. Right. So like exactly what you're saying, like finding right. that common theme, <laughs> healing yourself, then like, it's amazing what happens. <laughs> and how does it feel for you to help somebody with that? I, I love helping people. I love working with people and I don't know. It feels great to me. It feels for me, it's very, uh, it's my, it's my purpose. It's my path. It's what I'm here to do. So I feel like I am, I am a tool or a vehicle of divine love. And I help to bring that to people and help them connect to it and bring it more into their lives so that they can have happiness too. And to me, that just feels purposeful. That's, that's what I'm here to do. So do I ever have someone who doesn't resonate with me and who doesn't necessarily want to do the work that happens and that's okay and I'm not mad about that uh, they have a different need or a different modality to explore that would perhaps better suit them and that's fine um, but when I do have that connection and when I when I do see people thrive really flourish and thrive in their lives that to me there's like no better payback in the world than that it's much it's much more important to me than, than any, I don't know what to compare that to, but it's much, it's very important to me. Like this is the best thing that I can imagine seeing is like seeing my client do something great. And then I get excited for them and I get happy for them. And that's just amazing. So I love seeing people embrace their own worth. I love seeing people find ways to shine their own light in the world. I love seeing people step in to all that they are and all that they really deserve in this life to get, the happiness that I know they deserve because every single person that walks through my door, I already know that they deserve that. And they come in here and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you deserve to be having this fantastic experience and you're not having it yet. And that kind of makes me sad. So when they actually get there, that's just like an amazing celebration to me. Like I knew you could do it. You're here. Yay. You know? yeah. um, it's just, it's fantastic. And I love being a part of that. It, it is, it is the biggest gift. Right? Like the analogy that I often use is like, it's like watching a flower open. Yes. It's just so magical. But, you know, yeah. When, yeah, when people truly see how amazing they are and all the things that, that happiness that they're entitled to. Right. right? Like, yeah. It, yeah, it melts my heart. That is for me, the greatest thing to you. And like, I love what you said too, and that you don't always resonate with everybody. And I think that's why that like, that's also part of the reason behind like the healer showcase is to help people understand that they're a, they're not alone and B there's a lot of options. Right. Right. Because 
like you and I, anyone else that I, that is featured here, like we all essentially do the same thing. We have, so, yes. <laughs> right. And, and it is, it is that there's, there's options because I'm not going to be the right fit for everybody, but everybody deserves to get help. Everybody yes. deserves to know that there is another way. So if I'm not the right fit, let me introduce you to some amazing people that might be. Right? Because at the end of the day, you and I are also the same and we just want the best for everybody. And that doesn't need to be specifically us. It's no. just knowing that there's an option, right? Right. I love that, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, like... I just want what's best for you. If it's not working with me, then like, hey, pick somebody awesome. Let me tell you about them. Let's talk to them. <laughs> there really are. There are, I mean, there's so many options. There's so, there's so many people that are out here doing this work and, and ready to help and ready to support you. And I really think that everyone can find, mm -hmm. can find the, right, the right spot, the, a place <clears throat> where they feel comfortable enough. Yeah. And, and I think, like you said, the biggest thing is that connection, right? Feeling the connection with whoever you're going to be working with, that trust, that feeling of safety, because we are going to go some deep places mm -hmm. and you need to have that connection and feel safe enough to do that, right? Wherever you may find it. Right. <laughs> awesome. Is there anything else that you want to add that you want to share? I know you're also intuitive and like, is there anything coming up for you that you want to like add in there? I just want to say that I hope that all of your viewers are having a good day and that if anyone has heard anything in this that resonated with them or made them think about something, feel free to send me a question. I'm happy to answer those. If you email me a question, I'll be happy to talk to you about anything. Or contact Michelle, because she can answer your questions too. <laughs> and I just feel like we all, need to, we all need to know that that trust is really what allows our own becoming that there's this process of, it's almost like a backwards reversal process because you have to unbecome before you can become. And that sounds complicated, but it's really not. So it's that process of stepping back and, and learning to identify less with the things that we do and, and the things we achieve and the roles that we play and looking for that deeper truth of who you really are and what's important to you and what you want to bring into this world what will fulfill you and being willing to talk to someone and get that support and figure out what steps you can take to start to align with that in your life. Because the more aligned with that you become, the more free you become and the more trusting you become and the more confident you become and the more you can start stepping into this amazing life that you really deserve. And I'm not saying that that means you're going to drive a Maserati. Uh, but <laughs> but it means that you're gonna be happy driving your Pinto, okay? <laughs> so whatever you're driving, it's not gonna matter. You're gonna be happy doing it, and you're gonna enjoy every moment of that. 
wherever you are. And that's what I, I really hope that we can all get to. <laughs> I love it. Clarity is key. It's not mean we're going to make $5 million because we'll be happy wherever you are. <laughs> so like before we sign off, it, what is the one thing that you wish people knew? That they, that they are beautiful and loved. Really just wish everyone knew that they are beautiful and loved. That the same energy that has created all of this beautiful creation is flowing through you and that you're connected to that always. And that no matter where you are, what you've done, or what you feel about yourself right now, you are still beautiful and you are still loved. It doesn't change. That never goes away. It's we, we, our awareness of it changes, but the existence of that love does not ever change. That is beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, Kimber. Like, I, I love to talk to you. I love, love your message, everything that you stand for. And... It has been awesome. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed coming. <laughs> I love our impromptu conversations. <laughs> so for anybody who is watching, who is listening, you want to get in touch with Kimber, again, lovinglighthw at gmail.com or her website, lovinglighthw.com. If you found anything helpful here, please leave a comment, like, share, whatever you want to do. And until next time, I see you, I feel you, and I love you. Take the connection to the next level. Download the Anchor app on your mobile phone, search the Connection Project, and leave me a voice message. Let me know what you think, if you have any questions. And who knows, you might be featured on the next episode. And of course, let me know what is the one thing that you wish the world knew. Until next time, I see you, I feel you, and I love you. <laughs>